Well, hey there, Gen Xers. Once again, Matt Marshall here, checking in for another edition of Gen X Talking Storytime. Today, we'll be talking through a great little adventure I had a couple of years back while hiking in Colorado. But first, I just wanted to remind you all to comment, like, share, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts and on your favorite social media app. Without the support of you, we're just talking into a mic. And we'd rather like to know if we're making a difference out there. And now, on to the story. I took a trip to northern New Mexico a couple of winters ago. I spent about four days recording my parents for a podcast. And by the way, if you still get a chance to talk to your parents and you can find a chance to ask them questions about their lives, take it. Well, while in the area, I went on a hike to Ice Lake, just west of Silverton, Colorado. And I was planning on doing it by myself, just because I normally like to hike alone. And the drive up was early, it was uneventful, got to the trailhead about 7.30 a.m. And there was one other vehicle there. It was a truck, it's parked at the trailhead. And there's this kid, he's maybe 19, 20 years old. He's just walking around his truck several times. He's opening the door over here, going in, going in, looking around, goes around to the back, opens it up, digs around a little bit more. Almost looked like he was living out of his truck. Now, aside from my security mindset saying, the scene looks a little strange, I reckon it was okay. So I get my pack with my food, water, emergency supplies. Yes, that old prepper nut gene coming out in me. I tightened the laces on my boots and I started walking to the trailhead. And I was reading the sign when this kid comes up to me and he says, you headed to Ice Lake? And I say, yes. He says, have you done it before? And I said, no. Cool. Maybe we'll see each other on the way up. He sets off on what to me appears to be a sprint. And I start more of a marathon pace. Mind you, this hike is 3,000 foot vertical ascent and about four miles up. And I'm about a mile into the hike, looking ahead, and I can see this kid at times, and then I lose sight of him. And eventually I, I get to this spot where there's a switchback, and just off to the switchback, there's a beautiful frozen waterfall. So I stop to take a few pictures and videos, and as I do, I see the kid on the other side of this waterfall. He's walking back toward me. He had gone the wrong direction. It was backtracking. So he comes back over and we start talking together and, and hiking together in the correct direction this time. And me behind him, he quickly outpaces me again. I get to another part of the trail. And at this point, there was, you know, some snow on the ground and it's about 32 degrees outside. It was warming up by now. And I somehow caught up with this kid again. He was resting on the side of the trail. We chat for a bit. I grab a snack and a drink, and I offer him some, which he accepts, indicating he didn't have any food with him. Now, by now, we're two or three hours into this trip, and the snow's getting deeper, and he's not getting ahead as quickly. I came relatively prepared with wool socks and boots, and this kid is wearing hiking sneakers in four to six inches deep of snow. So I gave him a pair of gaiters I had in my pack, and we're both, we're both sliding around a bit on the steep parts, but you know, we're making it. And he of course pulls out ahead again. I stop again to drink and for a snack and of course rest. And I think 
I'm not going to see him again until the top. But in the last half mile or so, the trail gets a bit lost and I catch up to him, him having gone the wrong way again. And at this point, the trail is getting just dangerous with slick surfaces under a foot of snow, crossing icy streams and walking up very steep sections of the trail with icicles above your head starting to drop from the warming of the sun. Whew, we made it a conscious effort and a decision to stick together because at this point, there's no visible path. Well, we made it. And I can tell you the colors are unlike anything you've ever seen. Hard to capture, truly. I'll provide a, a short video of these on the Gen X Talking YouTube channel with links in the podcast notes. When, when we got to the lake, we sat down and we talked and we found out that, you know, apart, each of us was considering quitting multiple times. This was actually one of the reasons he was purposefully slowing down so I'd catch up. I do believe neither one of us would have made it if the other wasn't there. So this episode of Storytime brings out you know, a few important points for those who take physical and mental health seriously as part of their prepper planning. We know that keeping ourselves healthy as part of our preparedness planning is very important. And so we often can find ourselves all alone on a long bike ride or a single or multi-day hike. And as we see in this story, if we don't prepare appropriately, it could mean the difference between a fantastic adventure or a failed attempt. And in worst case scenarios, it could mean life or death. So what are some applications we can take from this story time? First, on a positive note, always keep in mind how important it can be to practice what you preach. How else will we learn if and how the contents of our bug out bags work if we never use them? Taking a long hike, even a multi-day hike, is a great way to test out some of the components of our bug out bags. Consider looking at weather and conditions ahead of your trip. I'm sure I still would have gone, even if I'd heard about a foot of snow at the top, but my fellow traveler, he may have had other considerations for the trip, or he may have had made additional preparations, better shoes, more water, maybe some food. But then this also could have been his way of presenting himself with the scenario and seeing how he responds and gets through it. Consider the possibility of running into others and be prepared to help. Now, there's always the possibility of meeting others on a trail while hiking or biking or just generally while traveling. And in many cases, we're hard-pressed enough to want to carry food and other supplies just for ourselves. But when measuring out the weight of adding that additional power bar or another life straw that someone else could use, consider how important having the means to help others might be. After all, one is none, two is one, right? This also could mean you yourself might have something that another person might really benefit from. Consider that even though we may feel better hiking and biking alone, I certainly do, almost always we can be better together. Having multiple people in an event to support each other physically, mentally, emotionally can be very important and can mean the difference between the thrill of victory 
or the agony of defeat. Oops, there's my Gen X showing again. Hope this helps at least someone out there. Respond well and recover faster. Until next time, this is Matt Marshall signing off. Better be prepared. <laughs>